A movie about kids so unlikable, you'd think they were Kardashians. Is that a hackneyed joke yet? Most definitely. We're talking Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and reject the advances of your boss's boss that's easily 30 years older than you. Oh boy, it is the last week of Pride Month. I, I never came up with a snappy name for it. Like, kids, Pride. <laughs> oh no, I hate that. Um... Uh, what? This is terrible. Let's introduce my guest who's not terrible. Yay! <laughs> um, you know her uh, from uh, the improv group in Philadelphia, Low Hanging Fruit, as well as her monthly show that I'm forgetting the name of, and I feel very bad about it, but you will remind me right when I introduce you. It's Kristen DeWitt. Hey, everyone. Hello. Hello. And that is, the, that is the early evening late show with yes. Kristen DeWitt. That is what I'm uh, doing now. A little spoof on late night comedy. Uh, talk shows, hosted shows, whatever have you. Uh, good times, yes. Yeah, it's fun. I could have taken 10 seconds to research my guests, but I figured my brain's got it. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, happy end of Pride. Yay, um, Pride! Oh uh, boy, all the hangovers are are clearing up, the sunburn is going away, the booty shorts are being mm. hung in the closet, and uh, people are coming out of the closet. That's right. That's uh, <laughs> good, yes. Uh, so ma- what a magical time of it year. Is. The leaves really are starting is, yes. to change. Yes, uh, to green. Yeah. Mm, um, summertime. <laughs> so, don't know when you're listening, but it is early June for us. So yeah. Are, uh, yeah. And yeah, if you're listening in November... The oh, leaves are changing I mean, even stay more. Stay warm. What is happening right now? This is so. This <laughs> context of why I'm feeling so weird right now. I uh, so yesterday was the uh, Philly Pride Parade. Uh, I marched in the Pride Parade. Uh, I got sunburned. I am exhausted. My legs are killing me, and I haven't s- spoken to people today. <laughs> Perfect time for a podcast. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> You know, we rescheduled this twice. Let's hey, get it going. That's what I'm saying. That's good. I feel pretty good about it, too. I yeah, am so, uh, a long weekend as well, so I'm ready. Great. Yeah. So we are talking uh, Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead. Yeah. One of those movies, I I feel like I knew about it. And honestly, I think I thought it was a Disney Channel original movie. Wow. For the long... Because it, it just sent... Like, the terrible title... Yes, the it's terrible a bad title, title, but it is so memorable because it has those all those apostrophe. Don't tell mom the babysitters apostrophe s dead. Uh, tragic <laughs> title, but really truly memorable. You yes, know, so, t- so, uh, so tell us a little bit about why uh, you chose this movie. That's great. I have notes in front of me, everybody. I don't know if anybody else comes here with notes, but Kristen Witt does. Sometimes uh, when they don't, and they can <laughs> they can still talk about the movie at length, I'm very impressed. Yeah, I mean, this is something I've seen literally more times than anybody should. Uh, but I think what really gets me about it is I just, I love the writing in this in that you start this movie with this very, you know, common focus of a bunch of kids who have have uh, been assigned a babysitter for their summer vacation, which is like the worst thing ever because the oldest child is 17. She's like, yeah, I can handle everything. Mom goes to Australia. Next because thing you know, she needs a break. Exactly. And she's 37, which is the same age I am, Ross. With the mom? Yeah, she's 37. Wow. Blows my mind. I can't imagine having five kids at 37, but this is where we're at in life. At Each least kid in worse than the 90s. last. I know. Uh, and I just really love that. So you go this one direction where it's like everyone's against this babysitter. You know, all the kids are different and, you know, have their own interpersonal problems. But like everyone's united against this babysitter. Babysitter dies and the whole movie just takes a whole 180 pivot into another direction. And it goes so far into the individual details of each kid and Suellen particularly. And you completely forget about the babysitter until the very end when the mom shows up at the party and says, Swell, where's the babysitter? And everyone's like, and I just, you just oh my god there was a babysitter in this movie and it's just like so great that like I think that's just like really great writing and then additionally this is a story about growth every single one of those kids grows you know in the they all grow in the last 15 minutes because the whole movie they are all jerkos (laughs) and then the last 15 minutes when there's a party they're like okay I'm gonna put on my baseball uniform and cut my hair and be nice (laughs) yeah barely hold it together for the entire thing but then it's like hey like you know shit happened and they gotta bank on the fact that like they all got to come together and pull it out in the end and they almost do i mean they do 
They kind of they do, do their best. Yeah, but do. let's talk about these kids. So, <laughs> um, in terms of Kenny, who is the uh, <laughs> oldest brother, oh, yeah. uh, and he's the stoner. Did the writers ever meet anybody that smoked weed? You know, <laughs> it's like uh, basic, basic tactic. Like we got to get the dog high. Like they do that. Um, the get dog the, was get the best the munchies, part of the movie. I'll you know, say that. there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Controversial. Uh, yeah, uh, you got to get the dog high, and then uh, make the munchies. You know, he he gets into making those waffles, right? And like, yeah, that's okay. So. <laughs> For the, this weird seed that gets planted in the movie is that Ze- uh, Kenny can cook, but he, he gets high and he makes Belgian waffles, and he yeah. makes that for mm, weeks. <laughs> he takes a day. really long time perfecting it. I mean, like... Because he, he, watch, he watches Julia, Julia Child, yeah. and he goes, whoa, you can make cake at home? And then he does... Yeah. Uh, All via Walter, because Walter, Walter is the TV junkie, which, by the way... That is my favorite sibling of Sue Ellen, by the way, is Walter, um, the, the kid that breaks his leg. Uh, I just, he just seems so like pure and genuine and like disagree. he has one, really? He that has, kid is evil. Oh, he has a one focus is just like watching the TV and like hanging out. Like, like oh. I, I, I think if I had to pick one of these kids to be my kid, I'd probably choose Zach, who his whole character oh. is, I had a girlfriend at one point. Because... <laughs> He he has like a dumb face and I think it's really sweet. And like He does have a dumb face. And he's like he's he seems to be a good boyfriend. Well, he gets the diamond. I mean, you know, that's you know, with the with yeah, the petty cash. Because why I hate it well, they all use the petty uh, they, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but Yeah, we are. So Sue Ellen um is the oldest sister and she's like, I gotta take it upon myself. We don't have any money. Babysitter's um, dead. The babies don't tell mom. Uh. And and so here's the thing. So there's the very early on. There's the the karmic invoice that comes to them because they have dumped the babysitter at the mortuary in a and in and, a trunk, and, and, and it says died of natural causes. Horrible. Which, cool. I know, but horrible. And so then the money is on the babysitter that they had for the summer. So that's why they have to resort to uh, Sue Ellen getting a job. Which like I think that's perfect. I also, mean, like so the that's mom, the retribution you the get mom for. Was in Australia for six weeks, and there's not a single scene in the movie of like, like not not even a lazy like news story of like uh, the, uh, this unidentified old woman was dropped at the morgue. Oh, good call. Yeah, there there really isn't. There, like right, that, right. I think that's maybe my one big issue with this movie is that like okay. they that gets thrown to the side. Like you yourself said a couple minutes ago that you forgot that mm-hmm. that's part of the movie that the babysitter right. died, and then it just becomes. Excuse me. The stupid gag at the end where the mom goes, wait, where's the babysitter? And then Josh, famous actor Josh Charles gives like a dumb teen look like, the what? And then (laughs) that was like setting up a sequel. Like the sequel is called like, we had to, we have to tell mom the babysitter's dead. (laughs) Something like that. Sure. No, I get that. Uh, Definitely like that is problematic. Uh, I think for me, which is funny, like the one thing that really sticks out for me is in conjunction with Brian, the clown dog boy. That is Sue Ellen's love interest. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Clown, clown dog. Um, oh, this clown is dog. the classic tradition of like 80s and 90s movies where they wanted to make, they, they make like a really weird fake fast food restaurant sure. that people wouldn't go to. Yes. And I have it, I have in my notes here that I'm like, okay, because I worked in fast food myself for several years uh, through high school and college. Ooh, and which uh, ones? Burger King, the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I worked at. Uh, a lot of people know this. It's a it's a fun story. I like to talk about a lot. But I think that Sue Ellen, uh, you know, she had, she's working with the fat vats, and I, I just that's probably not likely. She's got a pretty face. They probably would have put her up front. Yeah, that was weird. Taking and orders. then um, yeah. her manager is oh, a guy. sociopath. Like, because they do the thing where it's like, oh, this lame adult who's a stickler for the rules at this fast food place, but not like a like a hey, you're. Like you're not doing this right. He's like always smiling and he's yeah. happy. And he it's is. He's really he's annoying. He's like a like a very positive disciplinarian type of. Which uh, like, approach. have you ever met a manager of a fast food? Be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not like that. <laughs> they're not like that. They at all, no. they do not care about the rules. Yeah, they're really not. Like I mean, I worked at Whole Foods, and I guess they enjoyed us following the rules. But if you forced to smile the whole time while you were doing the whole thing like nobody um, came by and was like hey put on a happy face because that's exactly what he says <laughs> no there. like i i stopped very quickly asking people if they had amazon prime because it would <laughs> i kept getting rants from people to my face about like 
Um, no, I'm not. You guys changed. Like, you used to support this rewards program, and now you don't. Oh, man. And then this one dad said to me, like, um, no, Jeff Bezos already knows enough about me. And I was like, what? <laughs> I also don't care. Yeah. I'm getting exactly. paid either way, man. Exactly. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, I can't imagine how terrible the service industry is. It it's it is shit. But you know, you you, you navigate it and you make the best of it. Uh, roll with it, I think, as Brian says. But uh, I think my biggest issue then is as far as uh, the name Suellen, right? So I, at I one point, do like the name I like Suellen. that. I like it too. the The point where he goes to uh, GAW West or GAW, I guess that is what it is, uh, General Apparel West. And sits with Carolyn and says, blah, 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 you know, Suellen, Suellen. And Suellen, like, appears around the corner and Carolyn says, is there a problem, Suellen? And Brian, like, doesn't, it's not like Suellen's a name like Jennifer or Mary. It's like, it's a but name that's. But also it was the 80s, so every, every wo- working woman had two first names. <laughs> I guess so. But I'm just like, he didn't, like, think, like, Suellen, how ironic that your coworker is Suellen is so is the love interest that I'm sitting here talking to you about. And, like, she slips into, like, Gus's office and that's, like, a whole other thing. Yeah. But I think that is honestly my biggest part of the thing. Is that you know nobody acknowledges that Suellen's name is said and like it's like right there like it's not like it's like Jennifer or whatever. That's probably my biggest like what is this movie doing? So yeah. it's interesting. Yes. Did you did you ever have any um, experiences with like a, a maniacal babysitter like whatever her name is, Mrs. Uh, Dead Lady? Actually, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that my first babysitter was from down the street. Her name was Kim. And Shout out to Kim. It might be my first crush. Lady crush. <gasps> oh. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. So Pride Month, you know, we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, she was the she was like the oldest sister. I think there were was there was there a brother too? Boy, I don't remember now. But Kim Delmento, yeah, she she would just come down the street and just watch us for a couple hours. Uh, I had a brother who was a couple years older than me, so it wasn't a long time that we needed a babysitter for. But I definitely remember her being around, and I think she was trying to show me some like math. Like, oh, she's one of those babysitters. Basement. Like, I just want to teach. People. Yeah, yeah. Like, cool. let's you know, you have do you have homework? And I'm like, well, no. But she's like, well, let me you know show you some math anyway. And I'm like, okay, because I'm all like, hi, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like really big blonde hair. I mean, this is also mid '80s, so that totally fits the script there. Like, I just remember big blonde hair, lots of like eyeshadow. Um, she's a John she was, Waters she was character. A fox. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, she was a fox. So yeah. Uh, other than that, no. Besides my own older brother, mm, no, no, no yeah. hazardous I'm, babysitter stories. I'm pretty sure that it was always just my older brother. Or you know what? Because my my mom's parents lived so close to us, it would just be like, oh, they would just come oh, drive over. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we never had just like a 14-year-old come over. No, I, I remember being a terrible babysitter myself. I can tell you about that. Uh, yeah. What well, did you do? Well, I mean, I'm like 12, 13, and I was just like so tired after school. And this kid <laughs> would come home. He was like a third grader, second grader. I don't remember how young he was, but he was very young and very hyperactive. Um and I remember, oh man, a particularly tragic incident with a hamster wheel. You oh know the, no! You know you put the hamster in the ball, and they can like roll around and like do their thing. Yeah. And you know he's so hyperactive. We got focused on that. We got focused on something else. They had a little dog, like one of those little like terrier dogs that are supposed to like mouse out things, like yeah. mouse out. I'm hinting at what happened, guys. Like oh. I'm gonna say it, but you put it together in your mind. Yeah. And so then I had to have a very frank discussion with this like you know kindergarten. Again, I don't remember first grade second grade not that old about life and death and animals and how things happen and he was very understanding about it actually um i probably explained it better at the age of 13 <laughs> than i would now at 37 so good, good <laughs> i probably for start you. crying i was like just like <laughs> oh well here's what happened and we shouldn't have left you know your little hamster alone and uh the dog the dog was i don't know how the dog was able to open that i don't know but uh it was i sent some foul play that was terrible oh it was so sad but you know hey um i didn't lose my babysitting job or anything it was like that was (laughs) they had a lot of animals in that house so yeah i I was a i was a dog babysitter for a little while because i was like i need money out of college and that was there Mm -hmm. and honestly i think my new job uh, I have enough freedom that I probably could still do that mm. and make some money and hang out with dogs. But I, the first job that I ever took, so it was with that app Rover, and okay. um, I was like, oh, it'll be so fun. I get to play with puppies. And the first job that I booked was a very like scared elderly dog. 
like this dog like Aww. SPCA commercial oh, no. star. Oh, like I will be I... <laughs> the answer at the end of the night. Yeah. Like I was uh, I was instructed like not really to make eye contact with her, like definitely not to touch her. Um she was she wasn't house trained, so like oh, I would just God. like replace pee pads and stuff. Right. Um and I would just kinda like sit there for like twenty five minutes, like I would replace her food, um, and I put on there was like dog specific classical music. Stop. That I was to play. <laughs> That's so wonderful. And the the owner was so sweet. Yes. And also like f- my first job, and she was gone for two weeks, and I was like, maybe you should have just like brought the dog with you or something yeah, like that. Maybe yeah. Like this is a traumatized rescue dog, yeah. and uh, but I got some serious cash for that. Hey, I was gonna say they put you to work there too. It wasn't yeah. like some basic let the dog out, let the dog in, make sure you know the the automatic feeder has food mm-hmm. in it and the automatic water has water. Yeah, they put you to work yeah. on that one. And then I also I also got to dog sit uh, two uh, uh, baby wiener dogs. That's fine. That was great. That's they were fun. they just like wiggled. They they're were so, so silly. Stupid. They are yeah, so silly. Wiener it. dogs are so silly looking. They're the greatest. I think they're awesome. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you know, it isn't awesome, though. This movie, am I right? What? Um, I'm really... Like, as we talk more, you'll figure... I, it's, it's okay. I think the main thing that I really hate about this movie, besides the plot, is um, <laughs> these these kids are so... Like, except for Sue Ellen and Josh Charles, they're all so irredeemable for way too long of the movie. Okay, okay. Like, even... Like, I don't know why it clicks in their heads that, oh, we should be not terrible people mm-hmm. and appreciate what Sue Ellen is doing for us. Like, why that didn't happen until, like, the party's coming to our house tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like... Well, there was definitely a reviewer. Like, I, you know, did some extensive studying about this movie and uh, people's thoughts on it before I came. And there was someone who said, and I don't totally disagree, that they were very excited to get to the part where they decide to clean the house. <laughs> like, someone's like, yay, they're going to clean the house now. Good. You know, and, and I get it. Like, I totally get why, like, that's very satisfying. Because, like, if you look around, like, things are piling up on the steps. Like, they're disgusting. Like, yeah. it's, it's pretty gross. Uh, like, I mean, you can see we're in my bedroom right now. And, like... It's, it's, it's clean. Very, everything's very organized. My and bed clean. isn't yes, made, lovely. and that, and that, that like matter. drives me crazy. No, that doesn't bother and I feel me. Bad. At all. Like I could not imagine a tenth, uh, or a, like a fiftieth of what that house right. got into. Like sure. the worst thing right now is that I don't really have a trash can because my trash can is under my air conditioner to catch the dripping water. Should I ask the landlord to fix my window? Of course. Is. Will I? Course. No. <laughs> Because they replaced mm-hmm. the blinds, and I'm like, I'll bank on that for a couple more exactly. weeks. Exactly. I understand. Um. Totally get it. But this is a house that's like its own, you know, free... I get it. And I totally get it. But I mean, like, you know, you're one sibling amongst other siblings, and they all had their assigned jobs, and just nobody was doing it, so... Yeah, you know what? There's uh, five people living in this apartment, five people living in their house. Mm-hmm. If, Everybody if pitch it, in a little bit and yeah, get a lot done. Sure. It depends on the week. It's usually just me and one other roommate. <laughs> um, but I don't care. I emptied the dishwasher. I'm happy to do it. Uh, <laughs> ooh, that got real. Um, but no, anyway, uh, don't tell mom the babysitters. Did. I'm looking at my notes because I I wrote them so vaguely. I wrote, "Hey, no one eats the dogs." That yes, that that happened? was a very weird. That was a weird comment where she's like, "Hey, when we run out of food, we can eat Elvis." Oh, that's right. And they and of course they're not gonna. And it's just pushing that whole plot towards. Oh, Kenny! One of us has got to get a job, and then they, and cuts, they flip the pizza on the the Mama Celeste pizza is the flip for it to yeah, figure out weird. who gets a job. I mean, we all knew it was going to be Suella, and like, yeah. there's no. Could you imagine if it was Kenny who had to get the job? Like, what was he even going to go do? I'm I don't know, but honestly, that would have been more interesting <laughs> if it was like Sue Ellen, because she ends up kind of becoming the like foster mom of the, the siblings, and yes. I think it would have been interesting because we kind of saw it towards the end where Kenny becomes like a bickering stay-at-home dad. Yes. And I thought that was interesting. And Because that when that part happened, I was like, oh, this is what the movie could have been, rather than her doing it on her own the whole time, being like him feeling emasculated for being, being pushed to do all the chores sure. at home. Sure. And I don't know, it could have been, could have been different. But also this movie came out uh, uh, nearly... 30 years ago. Uh, 1991. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. Uh, and uh, these were the notes that I had, uh, by the way. Just just fun facts for y'all out there uh, yes. listening. Uh, this was written with Rhinoda Ryder in mind as the uh, oh. role for Sue Ellen. How about that, right? That's a 
Isn't that interesting? But I, know. Same, I guess Christina Applegate, was this during or right after Married with Children? During. Okay. Because yes. it was Ed O'Neill, uh, Al Bundy, who yes. uh, knew someone who was involved with Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead <laughs> and gave the script to Christina Applegate and she nailed it. I mean, look, and, and Christina Applegate, I believe, like she plays a 17 year old. I think she's like 19 uh, as an actress. I do like that that's like pretty true. To, I love when that's the case. And I think she did a pretty fabulous job. Yeah. She's really good. I'm a fan of Christina. Applegate That's one time stuff. when my when Netflix instant first became a thing I was sick at home one day and I watched all of season one of Samantha who mm-hmm. and I had a great time yeah, she's and she's out there still and she's fabulous and yeah. I think that's great you know what? This, um, the, this her second big notable work where uh, she has to grapple with a dead person and that changing her life. Because I just watched all of Dead to Me. Ah, so, very Did you watch good. Dead no, to Me? No, no, I don't oh, know that one. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. Well, it's... That's, she's got that experience there, yeah. so it's good. <laughs> uh, the director for this, Stephen Herrick, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but uh, he's also responsible for Mr. Holland's Opus, the Mighty Ducks and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. So, just want to you know give you that uh, little background there. Um, yeah, and I think that that was sort of the the idea too was like the kids all get their shit together, and it was like, well, what happens if like instead of the kids burning the house to the ground and totally becoming a disaster, which they almost go to at the beginning, and then they you know pivot again. There's so many pivots in this, and I think that's why I like it so much. You know, it's like she's got that relationship with Brian, and then. Like, like, you know, that kind of gets screwed up because she doesn't want to talk about work because it turns out his sister is working there. And Are you her, like, seeing Dennis's another guy? I can take it. You just got to <laughs> let me know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I and I really love him. I think he's he's such an adorable character to have oh, in there. Oh, so do um, I. You know, and, and, you know, watching the Grunion run. Uh, I, I think probably mm, part of my reason for liking this so much is because it, like, takes place in Southern California. I spent 10 years out there living, so I kind of get it. Um, when she says to him, you know, either she gets a job or he is selling carnations on a freeway off-ramp. I've legit seen people selling carnations on a freeway off-ramp. So I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much all Kenny probably could do. <laughs> and he probably would find a way to screw that up as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I think he probably was my favorite part of the movie. Uh, I f- kept forgetting that David Duchovny was in this movie. That's another one. Yes, pre X Files, David Duchovny with a slick oh, back. Oh my hair. god, that's this was pre X Files. Yes, it was. Jesus. Yes, definitely. And then what's the um, the secretary? The one that hates her. Yeah, is that Kathy? Carolyn. Carolyn is her name. Yes. Yeah, Jane Brooke. Yeah. She she's like a D- Chicago Hope, and so I've never seen. That. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she was. Uh, what else was she in? I'm like it's like right at the she tip just of my did, brain. Uh, she's on Star Trek Discovery. Oh yes. Um, she was in the fourth uh, Superman. I think she, she was in Kindergarten Cop as like the yeah, mother of one of the kids that was abused. Where like uh, oh. where Arnold Schwarzenegger thought maybe it was the kid he was like looking for for the dude he was after. Uh, I still haven't seen we should, that. We should maybe we should have done kindergarten cop. Yeah, sure. Why <laughs> not? I know, right? I had terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, the, so Carolyn is the current secretary at Gaw, and she's supposed to be poised to get this big promotion to be mm-hmm. the executive assistant, and that um, Sue Ellen fakes swoops in. Yeah, she swoops in because she in. writes a very uh, fake um, resume, and the boss is like, "Wow, this is impressive." Come on down. And let's talk about Rose, okay? And now now if you are familiar with this movie and you're listening, then you're going to know right away that the next thing I'm going to say is, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Like, it's a very quotable thing. Uh, right up there with when Kenny, you know, shoots the dishes and says, the dishes are done, man. Uh, there's there's a few that very quotable. That also. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I love Rose Lindsay. I think she's a great boss. I th- she loves everything. She wants everything to work. She wants everything to be successful. Um, she's very up. She's very positive. She believes in like the school uniforms as being like the way to go, even though Suellen's like, no way. And I think it's because Suellen says no way. And she's right that she's like, let's follow her down this crazy tangerine tights yeah. on a nurse airbrushed spandex which like that was confusing that this like giant fashion company was just making school uniforms Mm -hmm. like that also felt like a very just like 90s thing uniforms in general yeah they're (laughs) they were the bowels of the fashion industry that was like the star of every single candy commercial Mm -hmm. just like oh no kids in you like everybody was just trying to uh get 
their version of the uh, Apple 1984 ad. <laughs> they were just like, that was so good. We're going to do it now. Exactly. It's kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then everything's just big shoulder pads and big lapels and a lot of weird accents and uh, bright colors. It's And it's very, it's so 90s. It like yeah. really strikes the chord there. So You know what's the weirdest casting in this movie? What is that? Well, also one of the weirdest parts in this already crazy movie is the animated title sequence. <gasps> that was such a thing. That was such a thing yeah, in the, well, in like, the early like, 90s. That was so like, like, if you haven't seen this, it's kind of like how in Greece you get that whole, uh, like, Greece is the word song, and it's like yes. the, the weird animated thing. It's like that. And for some reason, the voice of the, the, the babysitter, <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Sturak, very strange, yes. is voiced by The Simpsons' Dan Castanella. <gasps> I did not know that. Yep. Wow, I learned something today. He's been somebody that I just keep, he just keeps wow. showing up in all these movies and, like, really little things that don't matter yeah that strange animation at the top it feels very like it's 91 so i'm like thinking back to like what it feels very um ren and stimpy like the like the gritty Mm. animation and just like the weird it's like it's very strange and it's only i don't know like 20 30 seconds she's she's even like really articulated south park first really got big and so everybody was trying to do like crude dumb animation yeah like what um in bowling for columbine michael moore did like a weird uh like south park type animation oh. for some reason and then trey parker yeah. and matt stone were like yeah we didn't do that <laughs> that's what yeah that but that was definitely that was a thing you know yeah. uh to like have that kind of a weird opening uh back in the 90s so that was strange but yes um, um also also a strange thing <laughs> um when the kids are left alone with the babysitter so like the mom is like, she's great. She's an old lady. And once the mom leaves, Mrs. Direct, the babysitter, becomes All super right, you little evil. maggots, yes. And the Twilight Zone theme song plays. Yeah, that that's another thing that was, like, always a big 80s, 90s thing. Is yeah. like The Twilight Zone theme, like, any things are getting weird. So it's like, you got to, like, get that Twilight Zone uh, theme in there. Yeah. I As somebody who has just recently gotten into watching some Twilight Zone, it does seem very weird Oh, you never watched it really? I until didn't. Now? Uh, no, I mean, probably, but I don't remember. Uh, I got them all on VHS, VHS nice. collector. I know, that's so weird. No, that's part I of the like reason it. why I like all this stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, a bunch of like Twilight Zone on VHS, and like it definitely, like, this is a this is a weird contrast of that where it's like, but it's it 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 marks like a pivot in like the babysitter being like, oh yes, I can handle all the children, and then being like, listen up, you maggots, and then she's got her whistle, and oh, uh, yeah. and she is genuinely terrible. I mean, she, I, you know, she deserves. To die. Yeah, she she uh, <laughs> she cock blocked Zach. She did. Um, Big she time. made Melissa dress like a girl, like a Barbie doll, yeah. like not even like a girl, like a Barbie doll. She flips her off. I love. You know what? When I was younger, I think I most identified with Melissa. I mean, like obviously, you know, like she played baseball. I played softball. Like she was like a little tomboy. Um, I mean, I never burned cockroaches with a magnifying glass yeah. as she does in the beginning. Um, strange little girl. But it never talked about eating Elvis uh, or eating anything if we were running out of food. Uh, but as far as like her, like, you know, her goal and the things that she wants to do with her own summer, like I could definitely identify with that. Uh, I believe it's later on that I then prefer Walter just because he kind of he doesn't really I don't know. He doesn't make waves. He doesn't make a lot of uh, crazy. I don't know. I just I just I like that he likes the TV. <laughs> I, I think it's fine. But I mean, he spends the most money, I think, out of the petty cash. That, that's, I think, what really turned me for him. Because I was like, okay, he's he's like a preteen. He's, yeah. he's dumb and just like thinking with his dick, but doesn't understand what it means. Right. But like... Thinking he, with his game show dick. Yeah. He was like, I want to watch, watch $10,000 um, $10, Pyramid on a big screen <laughs> with stereo sound. Because that's where, you know, you got yeah. to hear... Uh, what's his head that way? Um, Bob uh, Barker? No, Wait, no, the guy. Are... Twenty. Uh, he did. He did all the uh, New Year's Eve too. Dick uh, Clark. Dick Clark. Dick Clark. Yes. Yeah. Rock and Eve. Yeah. He was the one who did the twenty-five thousand dollar pyramid. Did he? Yeah. Huh. And they do win, lose, or draw, which I think is just classic, uh, classic eighties game show. <laughs> I, I maybe it's just like the classic eighties game show I like revisiting, but uh, yeah. you know. I mean, I'm all I'm all good for game shows, yeah. um, but. I also remember, like, looking at when they got that entertainment system, I was like, oh, yeah, that used to be, like, an impressive thing. Like, yeah. look at this wall of speakers, and, like, we have VHS and Betamax, and... Whatever the hell else was on there, I don't remember even know. it was, like, really impressive, like, how many remotes you had? Yes, yes, absolutely. Like, yeah, this one's just for the fan, for oh, some sure. reason. yeah. Um, 
And like every single time that Sue Ellen got frustrated, I was like, yeah, I understand. Totally. Um, also, it's very uh, interesting that this is Pride Month. And we, uh, we're saving the movie for last that has the most, like, egregious, weird, like, uh, homophobic jokes. Sure. Like, the pivotal plot point where um, drag evil drag queens steal the dead babysitter's card that they had been using illegally. And I will and I will admit that I don't really understand. I mean, you know, we're in Los Angeles. Like, you know, carjackings are a thing. And, like, stealing cars is a thing. I'm not sure exactly why... It had to be drag queens that did that. Yeah, like why are like drag that. queens hanging out like the like the Gelsons or something? In that, yeah, and that, and, and like they said, they live in the boonies too. So, so in my LA mind, I try to figure out exactly where in the boonies they would actually be, and I'm thinking it's up in like Sunland somewhere. So it's like towards like the mountains, like it's outside of the city. Oh, that um, sounds so lovely. But it does, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Uh, but like, yeah, like uh, and and and. And like I'm like oh was that like a thing in like the early 90s like drag Car- queens would go around and car and carjack like really old like sweet you know vehicles like the the old classic well, let's cars say, well, in I the car know. it was Liza Minnelli um, Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. let's go let's go and yeah it was really one. weird yeah um, I don't know the and th- I was like okay it, there's got to be some third act where, thing where like the drag queens come back and they're like we finished playing our show or something like that <laughs> like that's another thing of this movie just shit happens. And then there's no real explanation for it on it either. No. I mean, eh, no, I don't, you uh, know, there, that happens in a lot of movies. And then and there's uh, a, then there's a transphobic joke at the very end of the movie where just tra- where Josh Charles is like, "You're not, you're telling the truth," and she's like, "Christine Applegate is like, yeah, I'm telling the truth." And he's like, "You don't have a penis or anything." Oh uh, right? yeah, you're not really a guy. Or yeah. you're tell, you tell me I was like, you're not really a guy. Or she's like, "No." Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. In that's their pretty... defense, Ace Ventura had come out a little while ago, so sure. Um, trans transphobic reveals were all the rage back mm, then. Yeah, it was a big funny thing. Oh, it was guys, terrible. remember the '80s. <sighs> Yeah, or early '90s even, which is what this yeah. one is. Uh, I agree. Yeah, that that is uh, not the best representation, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, there are a lot of movies that do a whole lot worse. You know, I think it's yeah. yeah. Oh, there are definitely ones that do it yeah, worse, but a, yeah. like both of those jokes just came out of absolutely. It is nowhere. really weird. It is at, you know so they could have written those so differently. Absolutely true. Uh, or just you, like you know, like done plot stuff that well, made sense. I mean, well, they have the whole guy Gus, you know, who's the who's the Who? who's Rose's boyfriend, the one that hits on Sue Ellen. Oh right, in like that Ugh. really horrible, creepy way. Yeah. I mean, like I think I think that for me is like super problematic. It's like you know, uh, he and did, he's like I've had I've had a couple girlfriends. And yeah, uh, and he's all like, "You're telling me no, I'm not taking this lightly." And like she basically has to squirt him in the crotch with a squirt gun at the end to yeah. like say like I'm not interested in you. And then he finally gets it. Uh, he also, yeah, he also got it when he found out that found out that she was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, well, then she was know. like, I'm 27. And everybody's like, how are you 27? What's and then your Walter breaks his legs and is like, oh, it's your son. Uh, there's a problem with your son, your son, your son. Like, oh, that was like, so oh. cute and also weird when Walter called Sue Ellen mom at the end. Yeah. They all uh, had to. They all had to do it, except except for Kenny. That was her stepson, which yeah, I think. Right. I mean, brilliant cover because obviously they're like very close to the same age, and like I, I don't know, uh, you know that. And and that's where I feel like the movie is progressive because it's like, oh yeah, you probably have families like that, like that. You know what I mean? Where yeah. like you know stepson and you know moms looking the same age there. And so. I totally relate to their mom for being like, I'm gonna just go to <laughs> Australia. Yeah, the boyfriend's like, paying for it. Yeah, sure. It, why not? Just like. Get the hell out for a Yeah, I company. like I cannot tell you how uncomfortable I was this entire movie just being like every there's so many terrible people in this movie and I there's no break. Mm-hmm. And I can't get through it. Mm-hmm. I think and I think you know they all get their they all have to learn their lessons. They all get their comeuppance in their own way, certainly, you know. I suppose so. I think so. Um and mm-hmm. yeah, um it was so also at the very end there's no justice justice for the babysitter. Um, I don't know who did it, but somebody paid for a gravestone that says, nice old lady inside died of natural causes. I think it was the two dudes at the, at the, the monastery that were, that like picked her up. The, the, um, the guys that were like, but Hey, weren't they kind of like stoner people that were like talking. At no, the no, no. They were, they were, they just were excited that they'd been left all the money, you know? Uh, uh and, uh. 
I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe in their mind. Okay, let's try. Let's try to go down their thought journey. Like they discover this woman in a trunk. Horrible. <laughs> nice old lady inside died of natural causes. Terrible. But then they opened it up and they're like, oh, you know, and it's not like she's like, you know, it's pretty early on. So it's not like she's like, I mean, I don't want to get into like the process of death, but she has the money on her and like they find the money and it's like, oh, well, at least the person who dropped her body off left us money to like. So I think it was those two guys. They go, they bought the headstone and I don't know. I would like to know how much money Suellen's mom left for them for the summer. A, like. Because I think they do. They go ahead. They buy the the headstone that says "Nice old lady died of natural causes." And then at the end, they're like, "Hey, you got any money left over? You want to go to Vegas this weekend?" Like it's a uh, it's like let's a thing. see if she if, left us all the money. Like let's say like ten bucks an hour for babysitting with mm-hmm. five kids. So you're probably doing like like thirty or forty dollars an hour. Sure. And then two months. <sighs> You know, let's do this math, right? Guys, there you it's, go. It's time we for have our world a world famous math segment. I know. Uh, okay, so there are twenty four hours. Ross in a has day. the computer in front of him, and uh, <laughs> we're going to use it to find it out. <laughs> yeah, this is very exciting. So I multiplied yes. twenty four hours by seven days, so we have one hundred and sixty eight hours. Okay. Then multiply that by four, you get six hundred and seventy two dollars. Okay. So six seventy two, and let's say twenty dollars. Uh, that can't be right. Thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, well, she said I left money for groceries and spending money for the kids. And she doesn't say anything about what she's actually paying Mrs. Sturek for babysitting. So there may be a grand total that like isn't totally captured in what um, the mom says before she goes. Hmm. So uh, that's a lot for a summer, but maybe it's not that far off. I oh yeah, I guess if it's the entire summer. I mean, it was two months. I think it was about two months. It was of the two summer. months. She yeah. ended up coming back after like six weeks. I think. Right. Right. And what it, did did it did the movie say what the mom did for a living? No, it didn't. That was very that's, interesting. That's yeah, right. That would they be have a nice thing. house. The dad isn't in the picture. Yeah, that's another weird thing too. Where it's like, can we call dad? Dad doesn't care. And I'm like, wow, really? Jesus. Did dad father all those children? Every single one of those children, and then just like left? Like, what I mean, if I met those kids, I'd be like, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> my penis made a mistake. <laughs> Uh, Five times, six times, however it gets. Yeah, sorry. Jeez, that's wild. Yeah, well, Um, you know. (laughs) Hey, uh, maybe uh, the mom was horrible. I mean, the mom, I mean, like I said, everybody learns a little something. Even the mom, when she comes back and she's pissed off, she looks around and she's like, oh my God, they got the house together. She says, well, I'll be damned. You know, like, oh my God, these kids didn't totally like wreck this place and tear it down and it actually looks better than it did when she left because it was and pretty you know what I, I guess i learned a lesson about leaving my kids alone for two months because they're dickheads and i wanted to get away well it can go one of two ways either the house is going to be burned to the ground or they're all going to get their shit together and you know you're going to come home and your your stoner son's going to have short hair and a name <laughs> tag saying kenneth instead of kenny which is such a difference if, if you were sue ellen would you have um joined Rose at Gaw immediately or would you have gone to college? That's a really great question because I feel like, you know, to get the kind of job that uh, Sue Ellen has is what you go to college for. Um, and this is another kind of funny. But she didn't know shit. Exactly. She didn't, but she, but she had this sense about it. And like, uh, I think that's really important. And as, as somebody, I think another reason I like this movie so much is because I work in the fashion industry. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, very much. Uh, and, uh, do you make school uniforms? We do not. We are, we're, we, we, at, we make uh, uh, fashion clothes or whatever. Whatever Ooh. Swellen says, like, I thought we make, we make designer clothes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we do. And so it's not uniforms. But uh, definitely, like, the kind of people that are involved in that business are the kind of people that are out there in the fashion industry. So that makes me laugh. Um, and I think that's another part of the reason why I like it. And so you would go to college to get the kind of job that Sue Ellen gets. But, you know, there's also something, especially in that time period, like there's a lot of pressure to go to school, a lot of pressure to go to college. So, um, you know, I mean, her and Brian even talk about it. And he's not even sure he wants oceanography to be his life. Oh, right. And she's probably not sure that she wants fashion to be her life. Cause, like, Wait, I forget. What was he saying? Like underneath the boardwalk? Like, yeah, over there when it's high tide, like. 
they have sex or something. Yeah, like, uh, I, I don't even think that's accurate, actually. Uh, I did a little research on how the grunion run, and uh, the male actually does, like, wrap himself around the female until she releases her eggs, and then he fertilizes them. Um, hey, this is a this uh, is a PG-13 movie, what everybody. Lovely, what lovely. <laughs> so you all know how that works. But, yeah, but he says that, she, that the female just lays the eggs and leaves, and then the male comes and fertilizes them. It's not quite that way. Um, <laughs> although, and all the time that I was in L.A., I never saw the grunion run, so uh, I don't really have any firsthand knowledge. But uh, in any case, yeah, he's talking about oceanography and, uh, you know, going to college for that. And uh, I think, I don't know, I think, uh, I think, I, I think I would have gone ahead and taken the job, honestly. Yeah, my, my thought is that I think I would do, um, I would try to do like a part time thing and do like night class or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, like, because. I'm assuming, like, even though Rose is like, you're impressive and stuff, like, after a year or two, she's like, okay, there are people that can do this job, and like, oh, I'll try to give you a recommendation or something. Sure. But, like, you gotta, you gotta take that opportunity. Sure. You can. I mean, I don't know that she would have stayed on as Rose's executive administrative assistant. Um, you know, that's not exactly, I mean, look, I work in fashion, and everybody has their specific job. Oh, we've job heard. And they're all... <laughs> And then everybody has their job and their role. And it's not like an executive assistant is like drawing up sketches of, you know, uh, nurses wearing spandex tights uh, (laughs) and tangerine (laughs) and hot pink. Um, So I think that it would have been some point where she would have had to like maybe move within departments. But, you know, they don't really get into that. So, yeah, we need more of the office politics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. About how that whole thing worked. Uh, But I think that, you know, certainly her getting into any kind of school via Rose's recommendation probably would have also worked. So I I don't know. That would have been a hard decision. Um, I, I totally understand her. You know, I don't know what I want to do. Um, but it's very nice that Rose doesn't, you know, totally get pissed off that like she pulled one over on her and was like, yeah, she seemed just more impressed, like by anything that she was doing. Cause it's like, Oh, that's you're... why I love Rose. She's yeah. like, Oh, everything. I want to make everything work. Like this is going to work. It's just fine. I'm going to wear my big shoulder pads and my big hair. <laughs> it's a strange <laughs> oh, jewelry that's... on my shoulder. Like, yeah, she was, she was an odd lady. I'm going to eat my M&M's out of the <laughs> jar when she spills them. G.A.W.'s history. She's so dramatic. She's just so dramatic and I and I feel like that just really works for the fashion world. Oh, 100%. Um, I love that actress, by the way. I forget her name, but she's really um, Joanna uh, Joanna Cassidy. Yeah, she's great. She's so great. Which, she was Dolores in Who Framed Roger Rabbit and I can't remember who Dolores is. Oh, I can't either. Um, oh, that she... movie's terrifying, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ooh. Yeah, we talked about that yes. eons ago. Oh, she was the, uh, she... She was the waitress at that club. Oh. Yeah, yeah. She's a little bit younger. Yeah, she looks okay. a little younger. She also played a significant role in Six Feet Under, if you watched any of that on HBO. Um, I didn't, but oh. my Lyft driver the other day was talking to me for half of the ride about how I should um, do watch that. So Wow, okay. I guess. Well, I will say, you know, as far as like HBO series, like I believe, you know, Game of Thrones is probably, you know, up there as like number one for everybody. Yeah. I didn't really get into it that much, I'll be honest with you. Then probably The Sopranos and if like we have to pick a number three, I'm going to go with Six Feet Under because I think that was a really great series for the... I've heard it's great. Like, isn't the series finale, it's like you find out how everybody yeah, dies. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. It's, it's... And I just saw this because they, you know, with the Game of Thrones finale, they were putting out like the best series finales, like you know the end of Cheers when uh, oh. Ted Danson's just like, "Sorry, we're closed," you know, and that's like, it. Um, and then like the Roseanne one where she like t- said, like the whole thing's a book, and she like writes writes about Dan's like dead. Dan's dead. Yeah, exactly. He's actually dead. How do they undo that in the revival? Oh, uh, they make it a joke. She's like, "Yeah, I was kidding." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Ross, it was a really good Roseanne. Thank you. That was my first time trying. <laughs> Uh, yeah uh <laughs> no i tried to watch that reboot before like the whole thing that happened happened uh and it was awful it was just uh, you can't revive that i'm sorry like it it was there it happened it's gone yeah i don't know you know come on people come up with something new there's there's plenty of stories to be written <sighs> don't pull from history you're, you're you're preaching to the choir right now. good i'm so glad i just oh i can't handle it anymore uh, someone was like, hey, I saw the new Godzilla. I was like, the new- they did that again? <laughs> <Come> <laughs> I 
and no one cared this time. <laughs> you said it was really good, and I was like, oh. I'm sure it was. You know, with CGI, who knows? Yeah. With CGI, who knows what "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead" could have been like? Oh, uh, it would be. Oh, what if they did like a Ghostbusters type thing? <laughs> the the GAW is haunted by the ghost of. I don't know. Also, I think drinking during the podcast definitely helps. This is like, really fun. I think that this is, I think, only the second time that I've drank in during the podcast. Ooh. And I think it's I'm made a... horrible a, influence. I'm no, sorry. it's made... Actually, the last I, time I drank on the podcast was when we did our um, episode about... Our live episode with Disney versus DreamWorks. And I drank not sparkle or hard seltzer, but it was hard, like, flat water. It was so I've heard gross. of this. It's, yeah. It's so bad. You gotta have some bubbles in there or like, something. Like, this yeah, is very minimal sugar in it. It's like one gram of sugar. So, you know, 100 calories. Yeah, that's nice. I forgot it's how light it is. It's good for people. Yes, it's, it's refreshing. You know, yeah, you guys, can put it over truly. ice and everything. Oh, this is a little ad for Truly. That's what we're drinking. Oh, sponsor The, the big us, reveal. Yeah. Hey, yeah. why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, tell mom we're drinking truly. <laughs> don't tell mom we're drinking and podcasting. Um, Chris, do you have any uh, final thoughts on uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Final thoughts. Let me look at my notes here. I can't think uh, of a single way to, to uh, like make that shorter. I just, I just, you know. DTMBD? <laughs> well, I, th- there's, there's just a couple things that, you know, I, I had out there that sure, were sure. interesting. Um, this is definitely something where it's like they're smoking in the movie. Whoa. Like, that's like, uh, uh, really what's funny to me is the PG-13 rating. And I don't even know how they rate movies anymore, but I feel like it's really hard to get into a PG-13 rating. Like, you're either PG or you're R. Yeah. I don't really know what the requirements are. I know that the director, uh, Stephen Herrick, once again, Mr. Holland of Opus, The Mighty Ducks, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, was very concerned that uh, he wanted the PG-13 rating over R. And I believe there's a few times where Sue Welling calls uh, Kenny a prick. But then they change oh, it to a... punk. Uh, and if you, oh my god, that's right. Did you see her lips where she's like, it's definitely she says prick. Like you can see the PR and it's like they change it to punk. But like the audio sounds good. Like it's not like you prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I believe that in uh, TV airings, they edit out like when he, <laughs> when Kenny comes home with a marijuana plant and it falls out the window, he, he goes, fuck. <laughs> I think in the TV version they just have him smile and you don't hear him say fuck and then come on like, yeah exactly so so he was very concerned with that I just think I just think the PG thirteen rating is so unique uh, and you know again sorry it goes against like the kids movie type it's of thing like, that we're like, doing this here is, you know? this is we do occasionally teenage movies like, yeah we. We watched what's it called? Like um, uh, to all the boys I've loved before. Like yeah. that's not a that's not a kids movie. And that, and, and yeah, and that's what you sort of, sort of rank it with like the kids movies. I wouldn't know exactly well, we'll how find to get out that. We'll figure it second. out. We'll figure it out. Uh, and I think that uh, again, uh, I'm very on board with seventeen uh, year old Sue Ellen struggling with her computer and the fax machine, which is just so timely for that because now a seventeen year old, eighteen year old kid would be able to. I mean, there's email now, so you don't even need a fax machine. Yeah, the fax would basically would still reprogram. Be the entire computer to their own liking uh i just think that's very funny and um yeah i just think um i think it still has some fun nostalgic value like i'm sorry you think it's okay it. like this is it's a time capsule <laughs> it's, a time, it's capsule. a time capsule of this yes. time period but i think like in the end like i i've been as i've been doing this podcast longer i've been trying to be a little bit easier on the movies because it's like, you know, we're not the target audience for this. But at the Absolutely. same time, like, I think you can still, I mean, we've watched a couple of Pixar movies on this podcast. And, you know, mm-hmm. Toy Story 4 is coming out when this comes out. So yes. I need, hopefully that'll be, I'll talk about that soon. Um, but like a movie like that or a Pixar movie, they're for kids, but they're still great stories. And this just feels like there's a couple different movies in here barely anybody's redeemable until like the dead end (laughs) and i was just stressed watching this but not like what's gonna happen but just like why is everybody like this um so so now's the part of the podcast where we uh rate everything uh we do scale of zero to five you can be as minute and specific with your decimal points and whatever as you see fit so Kristen, what what would you what would you give don't tell mom the babysitter's dead overall i would give this movie a 4.3333333 you know how it repeats out when you got that third in there yeah oh boy we i know i know i'm sorry i i just uh it's okay 
<laughs> I think you might be upset by my. That's okay. Uh, Listen, it's not. This, I know. I understand this movie's not for everybody, and uh, I believe there is like a nostalgic uh, love for it that is there. Um, again, it, it's really that storytelling of like it goes one way and then it pivots so hard. And I mean, I don't know. Did you did you not forget about the babysitter at some point and then come and like at the no, end? No, the like, entire time I was like, when are they going to address that they? Let a woman die. <laughs> like if they if they uh, just told the police or something, sure, the mom would have come home. But like, they wouldn't potentially be culpable for uh, death. Right, 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 right. But I, I think I think there's something for me about the magic of being left alone. You know, for like, I don't want mom. But there to come are like home. ways like, to do it. Like, what if the babysitter was just like irresponsible? Well, she was horrible. I mean, like, I, you know, would the mom like really not believe the kids and saying like, you know, she like made a chart like, and like, you know, what could have happened. The the woman could have been like really dickish to all the kids and then taken that giant wad of cash and been like, I'm going to Vegas or something like that and then left. Okay. So then they have to fend for themselves well, again with no a, money. That's a very good that's story. That's my punch up to all the folks that made this movie. <laughs> um, so I, I am giving Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead a score of 1.32. That's cool. Which honestly, it's been a while, I think, since like host and guest completely disagreed. And That's it feels fine. good. Yeah. Um, so crunching the numbers, our average, we are giving Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dad a score of 2.826665, okay. which places it right above the Swan Princess and right below All Dogs Go to Heaven. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Isn't that I've a, heard this. About, <laughs> I've heard this mm-hmm. is true, yeah. uh, that All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and who knows, maybe the babysitter did too. Listen, I there. <laughs> bottom line, there will be there will be people that will be excited to hear about this movie again. Uh, and then people that will get angry at me. I know, no, I hope not. I hope not. Don't be mad at Ross. It's okay. Thank like, you. I, like I t- like. There's a dark aspect to this movie that I think you just kind of have to embrace at the top to sort of understand yeah. where it goes. Uh, if you think too much about it, you're probably gonna go, "What the hell are you watching?" I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. Um, but I think it was just it was a fun movie from my childhood and um, something that I enjoyed talking about. And again, the writing and how we take one journey and go on another journey and uh, see how everybody grows and changes. And like, you know, the kids potentially almost burn the house down, but then they don't and they pull it together at the very end. And uh, I think that uh, it's, it's kind of special. And uh, I'd love to see where all those kids would have ended up now. Yeah. Is Kenny Don't... is Kenny the next... Does Kenny turn into... Uh, what's his head? Uh, yelling at everybody in the kitchen like... Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like he would be more of a Jamie Oliver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds about <laughs> That's right. That's Jamie Oliver or... Uh, oh, what's his head with the hair? Guy Fieri. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Really so, uh, so, Kristen, thank you so much for coming hey, on. Hey, thanks for and, having me. Um, so this is coming out on June 24th. Okay. Um, is there is is there anything you would like to plug of anything that you think is coming up? Uh, at that point, no. I think we're going to do some uh, low-hanging fruit in July, though. Yes. Together. Yeah, I believe. Yes. Uh, I, it, I don't think it's been solidified as at the time that we're recording this, but um, keep an eye out if you're in the Philadelphia area. Low-hanging fruit, as I've said several times this month, is um, Philly's uh, queer improv team, and we are working on having like a month residence at the Philly Improv yes. Theater. Yes. So uh, don't be homophobic and come to that show. Yes, and we'll we'll agree on scene work in that if we yes. even if we disagree on movies. Oh, and you know what? <laughs> I actually haven't said it on the podcast yet, but um, I will be doing another live kid flicks um, July 20th. Oh. Uh, so go to our Facebook page for more details If because uh, I think I'll be starting to promote it around this time. But great. Yay! Uh, cool. We uh, just about finished this hard seltzer. Excellent. Uh, so I fi- figure we better. Oh my god, I'm starting to have trouble speaking. That means I should go. So that is uh, all for today. We will hear you next week. And this is the last of a uh, uh, Pride Month, so I guess we'll end it one last time clearly. So I um, uh, go, go, gadget, and show, bish, walk the runway. Is that? Does that work? That sounds great. Thank cool. you, Ross. Okay, great. Bye. Right. Good night, everyone. <laughs>